Oh, lads, it's been a while, hasn't it? Welcome back to There Are Two Kinds of People in This World with me, your host, Kirsty Gledhill. Apologies if there were regular segments that I did in the introduction uh, beforehand that you enjoyed, but I frankly can't remember anything from this podcast, so you're just going to have to cope with what we got today, alright? We are finally back for the recap episode promised at the end of season one, with the slight caveat that um, before recording I'd forgotten it was meant to be a recap episode, so instead we've just done another regular episode. If people are keen for a recap episode, hit us up and we can happily whip something together. As we say in the podcast, this was also a slight trial for some maybe more philosophically themed episodes. Today, I've got Mr. Dyer coming back on, who you all voted for, to discuss free will with me. There's a section in the middle that gets a little physics-y. Feel free to skip through that bit if it's not your bag, but it's only about 10 minutes long, so when you start getting bored, whack it on about 10 minutes and you'll be fine. Coming up on today's episode, our guest, a man who I've never seen look more at home than when performing Love Story by Taylor Swift solo at a karaoke night, shows subpar confidence in his ability to deliver any sort of good content today. Oh, Ooh, you've gotten all nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right, honey. Okay. We can edit all this out. Okay, Just okay. like a chat. I'm scared. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> you mean they can't see your posture? It's <laughs> chill to just sit like hair. you normally do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I did do my hair, but it's... Shall, so shall I start now? Yeah, so yes. Yeah, did people now. definitely vote for me to come back on? Is That that seems like a yeah, I know. mistake. Yeah, I didn't expect it either, but here we are. The lack of confidence seems justified, as both the host and the guest can't really remember anything about the format or the podcast. Can't remember how I started these ones before. Do email in at... I've no idea what the email is for this anymore. Parksandrecrewatching at gmail.com <laughs> we, we made that joke last time. Did we? I'm sure we did. And despite the fact that this episode is airing about nine months after it was promised, that still somehow wasn't sufficient time for us to plan it in well enough so that we didn't just sneak it in when we only had 45 minutes before we had to be somewhere. Let's do it now or we've got 40 minutes before we go out to meet our friend Dory. <laughs> Kirsty, you could not be more right. Oh, I know we don't have, we don't have any time. We do don't we? have time. We should have left more oh, for damn. this. <laughs> Sorry, Dory, we're going to be late. There is... I'm interested <laughs> yeah, in sorry, this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, we, we don't have time. Just say it. But it's all worth it in the end, as Richard reliably delivers some of the classics that we knew and loved from his last episode. That is another very good question. That's a fair point. That's a real, that's a real interesting question. Well, that's great. I'll tell you one interesting fact. Interesting. Yes, I really couldn't remember the uh, the Instagram throughout the podcast and kept referring to it at, at Parks and Recreation, um, which is the email of my other podcast, or at There Are Two Kinds of People in This World, and that's just not the handle. The handle's at the underscore dod underscore cast. So do get in touch. You got any queries, questions, musings? But honestly, it's been very fun to record. It's cracking to be back. And uh, yeah, get in touch, guys. Give me, a, give me a hug through the socials. And if there's anything you want to hear, let me know. 
but that's enough waffling from me, so without further ado, let's get into the Dogcast. Hello. <laughs> Just wanted to say how please continue. Didn't mean to interrupt. I was in the flow of an intro, but um he looked like he wanted to get a word in, so I thought I'd have the floor. Yeah, it was just the word hello. No, please continue. That's the only word I wanted to say. Are you sure? Yeah, in the whole podcast, if that's right. Um, that it might be a bit hard for two kinds of people. Usually two viewpoints. Yep. That's just, Oh no, I, sp- I spoke. I didn't mean to speak. You've fucked s- it. My word. Banging the table left, right and centre. Honestly, they can all hear this. Oh, I can see. I can see on the waveform there. That's gonna yeah. be. That's gonna be good. Spike gonna, and a half. Are you gonna leave that in? Well, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna have to compress it. I'm, I'm gonna have to leave it in because we've had so much chat about You're it. You're gonna compress it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. So, hello everyone. Welcome back. Um, it's a bit delayed, but you all voted, and the bonus episode is in. And the guest, who I was gonna drum roll and surprise you with, but decided to intervene during the earlier introduction, uh, is indeed Mr. Dyer, Mr. Richard Dyer. Thanks for coming back, Richard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We enjoyed having you last time. Can you remember what we talked about last time? Uh, yeah, we t- uh, all kinds of different things. Yeah. Um, but what 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 was the what was the main thing that we were on? What was the title of the episode? What was what were we talking about? We I, I I do actually remember this. You're trying to you're setting me up here, but it was the Myers Briggs test, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's fantastic. So yes, so Richard's back. You all voted. Um, we didn't actually ask you what you wanted us to talk about which is probably more important than the guest itself but we're here and we're we're using this episode as a little bit of a trial episode um because we're going to talk about some philosophy oh whoa okay Uh, that sounds pretty exciting down boy uh is that So, um, today we're going to be on the topic of free will. So there are two kinds of people in this world, those who believe in free will and those who don't. Now. Now. Shall I begin? Would you, would you like me to start or were you going to... I was going to say a little bit more, but... Um, please, no, please say more. I received a particularly furtive look. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, free will today. If if people like talking us talking about this stuff, uh, do let us know. Email in with other... There are two kinds of people, topics based on philosophy. So we've got other ones lined up that we could do. Yep. Um, Existential example, questions. Such as? Stuff about the the world, the universe. Um, do we have souls? What is the biggest <laughs> thing in the universe? Elephant. Okay, never mind about that one then. That, one, that one's a short podcast. Um, what What is it like to be a bat? That's the sort of stuff. Those sort of questions. Yeah. And many more. So if you're keen to hear about the about the bat thing, then do email in at 
I've no idea what the email is for this anymore. Parks and Rec were watching at gmail.com. <laughs> I can't remember what this email is. Seems like a good time to plug that one. Yeah, yeah. for anyone who likes Parks and Rec out there, do go check out my other podcast with Ellie. Um, well, I find the email... Oh, it's the Dogcast. I reckon it's it's something to do with Dogcast, isn't it? Uh, the Dogcast 2 at gmail.com. Um, or... Uh, there are two kinds of people in this world on Instagram, maybe. Just anyways, get in touch. I mean, you all know me anyway, so just get in touch if you want us to answer more questions. And now we can begin the episode. Excellent. Shall, so shall I start now? Yes, yeah, so yes. Yeah, Did people now. definitely vote for me to come back on? Is that that seems like a yeah, I know mistake. Yeah, I didn't expect it either, but here we are. Oh well, you, you might say that they didn't have a choice. What a great way to start. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And why is that relevant, Richard? Well, Kirsty, uh, you know what? Let me let me ask you a question. Shall, I'll, I'll start with a question. So, my question to you is: um, I want you to think uh, just just on your own volition. I want you to think of an animal. Okay, think of an animal right now. Mm-hmm. What what animal are you thinking of? It's not a magic trick, by the way. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. That's very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so funnily enough, <laughs> my follow up question. Is why why did you think of a pink elephant? Because in the past you've talked about the pink elephant experiment where you tell someone to think of a pink elephant, don't think of a pink elephant, and they can't think of anything but a pink elephant. Mm. That, and that's what it reminded me of, and so uh, that's what came to my head. Well, that's great. That's actually so. Actually, it's a white bear is the is the original version. I think uh, oh. the pink elephant's a bit of a twist. Is the white bear a Black Mirror episode? I think it might be. I don't know. I'm trying to think if it's linked somehow to that. To, um, I bet they would have done that very clever. Yeah, the white white bear experiment is it's called ironic process theory, and it's this idea that when you try not to think of something, you end up thinking about it. I'm trying to think that, that that's one with the the person. Well, I don't. Have to, this is a spoiler. It's the no. really sick one. It's the one that I often get told to never watch. Oh, oh, you've not seen it. I know exactly what happens in it, but okay. I've, no, I've not seen it. No. Oh, I think. I'm, I mean, I think there are more that. Are, oh, really? That that's always the one sick. that people were like. Is it's the one where they're like in a zoo, um, like this criminalist pedo or something is in a zoo and then i think what's happening here we're getting a combination of different black mirror episodes (laughs) but that i mean that's a good idea charlie brooker if you're listening that that was that idea was here first okay the guy from the last leg charlie brooker is he from the last leg the one that hosts the last leg with josh whittacombe and the aussie guy is that is that charlie brooker it's not alex brooker is it you're thinking of possibly I mean, we could Google that. Uh, is it I, important? I'll, no, I'll go, you know what? I'll Google. Because this is this is about this a is tangent a, regarding Black Mirror because of the white bear, white bear. This guy. That's exactly who I'm thinking uh, Char- of. Charlie Brooker is, is a different person, but I think I think he sort of was he, he's involved. He maybe he he wrote and, and possibly even produced Black Mirror, so that's why mm. he's, he's so Peter in a zoo. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so we'll we'll start with a fresh slate, and this time I want you to, to think of another animal, just to, so we can clear the clear the air, fresh like restart this whole experiment. Uh-huh. I would like you to think of an animal. Rat. Excellent. So my next question is, why did you think of a rat? I had pet rats. Okay. Why, when I asked you to think of an animal, did the thought I have pet rats, therefore I should say rat, come into your head? Because. I was thinking, oh, crap, I'm under pressure. I need to think of an animal. I need to resort. And then I was like, but I can't think of any animals. And I was like, no, you can. You've had animals. What animals did you have? I had a rat. Okay, that's... 
I'm, I'm impressed at the level of detail of that thought process that just happened there. It all happened within milliseconds as well. I don't know if you heard it. I barely paused. That's incredible. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one interesting fact right now, right off the bat, that sometimes um, it has been shown that people come up with explanations, reasons for doing things after the event has taken place and not prior to it. So you can do experiments where you trick people uh, into choosing something that they didn't initially choose as though they chose that thing. So you can show people two similar faces, for example, uh-huh. and you can show them the one that they didn't pick. And people will give you a reason for why they chose that, even though they couldn't they have possibly didn't. had that reason. Yeah, because they didn't pick it. Yeah. So so that's that's a little bit of a tangent. So, you know, there, there, there's some, might be some element of that going on, but that's not necessarily the case. It might be, it's completely plausible that you definitely had that thought process within those few milliseconds uh-huh but i didn't because i definitely made it up as a random just you and you put you you put me on the spot yeah so I, I, just, I did put you on the spot though I, I literally just i you know I'm, I'm in the business of entertainment i was trying to come up with something to say so there wasn't radio it, and let me tell you that was that was some entertainment <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just oh blows so my why mind why did you bring that up so the, the kind of angle i'm taking here is and you know what? The, the listeners at home could even try this experiment, which is which is to sort of have something come to your mind. It doesn't really matter. You could you could justify what comes to your mind, uh-huh. but then my question would be, where did that justification come from? So, and, are you using the uh, Socratic questioning method? I th- you know what? I think you could say I'm I'm using that in a sense because I'm ca- yeah yeah. You kind of keep dig- digging deeper and deeper. You keep going why why why? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? And um. What you find is if you really investigate where your thoughts are coming from, at some point or another, they just seem to come from nowhere Nothing. in particular. Just They just come out of the mists of your brain, uh, to use a phrase that I, I heard from uh, someone else talking about free will. That I just... It's the same thing as like when people talk about the beginning of the universe or the origin of the universe. No, no, nothing explained anything. If you, if you go far enough and you say, oh, but where did that come from? Oh, but where did that come from? Something had to just either blanket exist and then but where did it come from? Or it just appeared out of nowhere. But then where did nowhere come from? That is a very good point. And, and you know what? We should, we should talk about physics now, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think we should. So, so when, when you say that, what, what is it that you're... What, is the, what kind of is, is the process that goes through your head? So like, if, if we keep on asking questions, if we keep doing the Socratic questioning process, mm-hmm. we, might, we might go, okay, we're sat at a table here. We have a podcast microphone. Yeah. But but why is that the case? Why why did why did we end up in this situation? Oh, cause uh, cause you were having fun, chilling, and enjoying your weekend, and then I was like, hey, Richard, remember that thing that people asked us to do nine months ago? Let's do it now, or we've got forty minutes before we go out to meet our friend Dory. <laughs> Kirsty, you could not be more right. <laughs> <laughs> I was having such a nice time, <laughs> and I've now I've been thrown completely out of my depth <laughs> talking about something that I've got I've got no clue about. Tapping the table left, right, and centre. Surely they can't hear. If they you, can uh, hear it, mate. Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm not a seasoned podcaster like Kirsty. But what are you seasoned in, Richard? <laughs> um, both YouTube and TikTok. <laughs> and, for the, and for those of you who are who really want to get on the Richard bandwagon, I also have a Medium blog. <laughs> and not, LinkedIn. And a LinkedIn. And a LinkedIn. <laughs> and, and a Twitter. I, I do sometimes tweet things. You do. Um, it's not good content. It's, it's not good content. It's usually when I'm on I'm on the tube. There's a lot about the work. tube. There's a lot yeah. about the tube. Um, it's because I mostly have the time to sort of tweet when I'm on the tube because it's, it's, it's a good hour. Mm. And I just... <laughs> you have to commute, don't you, every day? 
Every day that I go to a office, office I do have to commute. Yeah. So, so not every day, but every day that I... Well, every day you have to commute somewhere. Yeah. Do you but, view the toilet as the office? You know what? Gets even, a job done. Even through time, you could say, as we segue back into the <laughs> earlier conversation... <laughs> So, so let's bring physics into it. <laughs> Sorry to be doing your job for you here, Casey. I'm just trying to bring this back around to the Man, old. it's all right. It's all right. So how so, does physics come into this, Richard? Well, so my, my, the way the way I'm thinking about this is you, you said so. So the reason we're here is because you, uh, you went to c- mm-hmm. go and fetch me from whatever I was doing, brought me here. And then I could go as an as a inquisitive five-year-old kid might go. Why? Yeah. Why, Kirsty? And then you might you might give me another reason, and then another reason. Uh-huh. So, so what we find is in physics or in in life in general, things are preceded by causes. So, the things things there is cause and then there is effect, mm-hmm. and you can keep tracing that all the way back to the start of the universe. And then after that, or, or I should say, prior to that, there isn't really anything else that happens. That is as far as we can go. But this is all from. Uh... Posthumous is not the right word, but... Uh, oh, no. That doesn't uh, sound good. Uh, uh, um, retrospect perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've lived all of that so we can trace back the cause, the causation. Whereas right now, you're if you don't believe in free will, then you think that from right now, everything is mapped out. Okay. And so we can obviously say it about the past because everything has already happened in the past. So we can see the causation and we can like make that claim. Whether it's accurate why that happened or not, you can trace a map about it. But how do you conclude that everything in the future is also determined? Interesting. It's, it's almost as though you, uh, you're taking a different stance on this topic, as though <laughs> you have a kind of different... Uh, I presu- presumably people have done that joke before, I feel like. Of course they have. You yeah. would know you listen. I, I do listen. I listen to every episode. I'm pretty sure I, I made that joke. Maybe I didn't actually. You probably, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's a good joke though. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you might even Love say, me. you might even say, I'm getting into the entertainment business, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was entertaining. <laughs> oh, I'll stop it. And also, by the way, sorry that I just hit the table again. I thought I'd get in there before Kirsty said. Mate, I'm not. I'm not here to jump down your throat. This is a friendly environment, all right. So, uh, where? Oh, yeah. So, so that that's a very good point that you make, which is that the future, the past, is completely mapped out. We could we could trace a single line of every 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 person every object every every part every atom every particle we mm-hmm. could go we could go well it was there and then it was there all the way back to the big bang and then at the big bang there were some kind of initial conditions and that's really all we need to kind of summarize everything up until this point however and and just to check i understand what you're saying from this point into the future there's more than one possible option there there are possibly infinite options for for things that we could do in the stance that I am taking for the format of this podcast, yes, that is How what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm so pleased that you said that, Kirsty. Actually, I'm not sure if I am because that's quite that's a really good point. I think, but I, you you might then argue, well, it, from a, a naturalist a naturalist perspective, if you if you believe that, is that when you're nude all the time? Oh, you know what? It could be, couldn't it? I can't remember which one's which, but. Not that one. Either naturist or naturalist. Oh no! Oh, naturist. I think that's that's bad news. I'll type in naturalist. Bad news. Just not what you were going for. Yeah, naturalist. Yeah, okay, naturalist. Yeah. So you might go. Oh well, physics. We can use physics to predict what's going to happen in the future. If I was playing a game of snooker, for example, and I hit a 
billiard ball, snooker ball, maybe even. They're the same game. There's no difference. And it were to bounce off a corner and then hit another ball and that ball were to go off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We could pretty accurately predict that. And I bet if we had even more detail about the scenario, if we were, I think it's called Maxwell's demon, a little, or maybe Laplace's demon, actually, a little demon that knows the position of every single particle in the universe, Uh position of momentum, we could predict anything that's going to happen with precise accuracy. Uh So then... All of a sudden, we don't just have cause and effect in the past, but we can also predict stuff that's going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. But then, that's not what quantum mechanics is. Yes. So quantum mechanics adds a whole new uh, dynamic to the situation because because mm-hmm. well i mean as you know i mean do you 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 take the field from here what what does quantum mechanics say about everything <laughs> keep going you're you're much better explaining this than me <laughs> so so with quantum mechanics things are um are probabilistic in nature so so in in to the best of our understanding about quantum mechanics we can't know what a particular particle is going to do it, mm-hmm. to, to use very general words until it does that thing we can predict with some probability what it's going to do but we can't say for certain oh it's going to end up with it spinning upwards or downwards mm-hmm. only when we take the measurement does that occur is that is that fair to say yes so what then is confusing me about this is if because i get how if nature is probabilistic that means that we don't have free will because it's probabilistic but how does it mean that everything's predetermined because it's all probabilistic. What, how does that imply that it's predetermined? I don't understand that argument. So I I, th- I think that's a good distinction to make. And I, I personally think that things are not predetermined if our current model of quantum mechanics is accurate. Okay. Why then is it so... Are people so consistent in their personalities if everything is just random? Like... It, it, if if or not random, I suppose, because the although everything happens with a probability, it's not an equal probability across all scenarios. But what is it that makes someone's probability like my probability to say or, or to I don't know go out and play badminton much higher than someone else's who doesn't like badminton? Like why do I continue to do that? That if is I a, don't have free will. That is another very good question, and that that is the troubling thing. So just to, just to summarize what you've said, we basically have this situation where. The whole of nature seems to obey either classical or quantum laws. Mm-hmm. That there is no reason to think that stops at the brain. So, so our brains are either classical or quantum in nature. But the distinction isn't that important because if they, are, our brains are truly classical, then um, we're not free in our actions because they are predetermined. And if they are quantum, then we don't have any kind of sense of will or volition because um, it's it's probabilistic. It's it's random what the outcome will be and we have no say in what that outcome is going to be this entire this entire discussion has been very physics-y and that's only based on what we observe so we have a currently quantum mechanics is our best model but it's not necessarily correct it's just what be- best currently models it and we view it as a probabilistic universe but it's not necessarily correct do you think it's possible that a theory that comes out in the future would mean that there could be free will or would everything any and the existence of any sort of physical description of the universe imply that no free will can exist. That That's a really good point. And the, the thing is, 100 years ago, pre-quantum mechanics, I don't think people could have really comprehended 
what the the theory of quantum mechanics tells us, which is that actually at a very small level, things are not deterministic. Mm -hmm. Things are random. I think it's possible that a theory could come along that could perfectly explain free will. I I think think it's plausible. To be honest, I don't know how likely it is because... It would. It wouldn't just require a change in our understanding of physics. It would require a change at a, a very, very fundamental level. I was going to say, is it not? Is it not a contradiction to have a physical description of the universe that allows for free will? Oh, it's, it's it's something that I've not really properly considered. I think because hmm, that's a real that's a real interesting question. Because I I almost think that there could be a physical law. In in a, very, in a very, okay, so in a very general sense, you mm-hmm. could have a physical law which says things obey um, mechanical and quantum rules, uh-huh. or, or whatever the next description of nature uh-huh. we have, with the exception of, for example, conscious creatures, where wherein there is a certain domain where ch- like choices can be made inverted commas, like whatever a choice is, uh-huh. choices can be made that doesn't contradict anything outside of the, the conscious entity that doesn't contradict the, the physical rules that we have elsewhere but is kind of still logically consistent with everything else that we do uh-huh but uh, sorry but allows for the free will of creatures i'm just i'm wondering about that i don't i honestly couldn't couldn't tell you i think i i sort of think i'm i agree with you that we couldn't have any physical description of nature that permits free will yeah i think that's because, the way i'm leaning to be honest yeah and so maybe maybe we, we will have to go now um, but maybe if we did a second part or something, I don't, this this won't necessarily make it in. But um, is there like so? This was all very physicsy. Is there like a philosophical argument that you can have about free will that doesn't involve physics? Well, well, one th- one thing to say is that we are making some we are, in in every discussion we have, but we're making some assumptions here uh-huh. about how reality works not just on a physical fundamental level but on a real real fundamental level we are we are assuming that things follow this this naturalist not naturist but naturalist interpretation there there is a way to look at things that might suddenly reveal free will to us and and we should also come back to your point at some stage about why is it that everything seems so consistent with free will you know, why do people behave the way they do? Why does it seem like people have cho- are able to make choices? Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like I have free will if it doesn't exist? Those are, those are all really difficult questions to answer. Doesn't feeling contradict free will in some sort of way? Like the ability to think? or And, and if, there, if free will doesn't exist, do we actually have an ability to think? Or are we just robots that are churning out mm. an input, an output that's been determined or not necessarily determined, but that, but that we have no control over. Yeah. Through the laws, like I think, yeah. Does does physics? If you accept physics, does that mean that you do not have the ability to think? <sighs> because free will and thinking are sort of the same. Well, so I I would be I would be keen to make I, so I I think there maybe is a slight distinction. Okay, here. hit me. Sorry, Dory, we're going to be late. There is, <laughs> I'm interested yeah, in this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, there, is, there is consciousness, okay? Mm-hmm. Consciousness can exist without any contents, okay? It can exist without this notion of self, without ego. And there are people who have who've taken drugs or meditated for a very long time who, who are briefly able to glimpse this sense that we are not I or self. We are just a kind of comprehension, a kind of understanding. Uh-huh. Not even an understanding, just a feeling of... of 
oh, I, I, in its purest form, are just an experience. The contents of consciousness is, for example, what we hear, what we see, um, our senses, mm-hmm. the thoughts we have, the decisions we make, and ultimately free will. That that's that is a model of the mind that is is open to a contradiction in its own rights. But in that model, we can experience the world and and separate that from the process of making decisions. But a thought is is it because a thought is not measurable by another human being that you're saying it's not predetermined or it's not decided by physics? Because earlier we were talking about something and. Um, you were like, oh, what's something that's not determined by an interaction or by a kicking or something? And I said, oh, someone thinking something. And you were like, oh, no, but that's electrons hitting off each other in the brain or whatever. If it's electrons hitting off each other in the brain, then that's a quantum thing. Yeah, so... So so, so it, we're not able to choose what we think. We're just able to think, but it's not actually us thinking. If you if you think about it hard enough, <laughs> it's it's not actually us thinking because... It's just something that's firing off in our brain because of an input that was given. And that's what the physics determined would be the output under the argument that there is no free will. So you didn't actually think it in the sense that we usually think about thinking in. <laughs> oh, that was that. Yes, I, I, I think I understand Do you get my saying. point? I hope people do at home. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I do. So, so uh, you, you're effectively saying... To think at all, to have a thought, is uh-huh. the essence of what the brain does. That's pretty much all there is. Yeah. So if thoughts are caused by prior causes or, or quantum effects, uh-huh. if, it, if you don't have any free will, then they just happen. Yeah. So our very experience is... You can have a thought, but you can't think. Yes. I see, I, I see what you're saying. And I would say this leads us into the territory of thinking about what is experience, i.e. what is consciousness, uh-huh. and what are thoughts... And crucially, what is the self or what you identify as you and what distinguishes your experience of the world, your consciousness and everything else? And I, and I think there is maybe a model of the mind there that allows you to experience the world in its purest form without being involved in any of the details, which includes thoughts, which in principle could be measured in, in some high-tech experiment in the future. Mm-hmm. Um I th- I think that's maybe where this leads us to, but but to be honest, I think it's a really tricky question, and I, I don't know if I could give you a, a good answer because, as I say, I'm completely out of my depth, and this is just yeah. Well, well, I mean, both of us are. Yeah. But so so I mean, but basically, to conclude and lead on to maybe another discussion another time about consciousness and all that stuff, mm. is that neither of us really believe in free will. <laughs> <laughs> However. I think now, in light of the last 10 minutes, I'm of the opinion that that means that we're not really thinking. Um, But I would also like to say that I, although I sort of believe that there's no free will, on a day-to-day basis, I choose to not believe that. Mm. Because I think I would just get swallowed into a hole of pointlessness and hopelessness if I, like, there'd be no reason to act as a good person or or to do anything... Good, or maybe there would be, but in my immediate thoughts about it is that well, if there's no free will, everything's predetermined, so I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not actually what I want; it's just what's going to happen. So, so I know we don't have, we don't have any time. We do don't we? have time. We should have left more. Oh, for damn. This. <laughs> I was, 
so what you're what you're talking about is like a fatalistic a f- fatalistic interpretation of not having free will mm-hmm. so there's a really good story oh we, we don't have time to say it there's, there's a really good story by the author ted chang i think his name's ted chang and it's this device mm-hmm. that has two buttons that has one button on it and it's it's the, the sometime in the future and it's a very simple game the light turns on before you push the button just before you push the button, the light turns on and then you push the button. And the game is to just push the button without the light turning on before. And it works using some kind of like relativistic quantum, you know, some kind of future technology uh-huh. that basically predict either predicts what's going to happen or knows what's going to happen uh-huh. because it can see the future. And people try and play this game. And every time they push the button, just before they push it, the light turns on. Uh-huh. And, and they go, oh, I'm going to push it. No, I'm not going to push it. And it doesn't turn on. And then the one time that they do push it, the light turns on. Uh-huh. So in effect, they realise that there is no such thing as free will. This is a, this is a fictional story. Uh-huh. But they realise there is no such thing as free will. And what happens is that people just start to give up. They just stop moving. They stop eating. They just mm-hmm. sit down. They just stay... Some people buy the game and just find themselves stood in the street not moving anymore. Because there's no point. Because it, that is that is the way the universe works. And, and this is a fatalistic interpretation to say that well, because we don't have a choice, we should give up. I am not convinced by this argument, but I think... But does it, it, would, it doesn't matter whether we do that or not. If everything is out of our control, yeah, it just doesn't exactly. matter whether exactly. we do it or that not. Would just happen, that would happen anyway. All those people doing those things would just happen anyway. Mm-hmm. But as far as we're concerned within the framework of, oh, well, it feels like we have free will, we should just continue as we were going to do anyway, because... <laughs> this this is where it becomes really difficult to talk because we almost need like a whole new language to discuss things in the framework of not having free will. Yeah. But our actions lead to other actions which lead to consequences which are real. For example, the way another person feels. Our experience is, is, is as real as it gets because that's effectively all we have. Like that's, I, I think therefore I am. Like the only thing we can know for definite is that we have an experience that we think. Uh-huh. Regardless of where that comes from, whether that's a physical process or not. So... We should still continue in a way that, and this is, you know, kind of given the fact that we don't have any control over that, we should still continue in a way that that um, assumes that our actions have consequences because they do. Like if you were to suddenly go on a rampage and start like robbing shops or like... But you'd always have been going to do that. You would be doing, you would... It wouldn't be yeah, really exactly. in your control. That was just always going to happen. So, so yeah, in effect, yeah. So it's, you can either think of it, yeah, you can think of it that way, exactly. Or, or, but you can also kind of, on top of that, you can go, well, there's no point giving up, partly because I don't have a choice, but also because everything continues as it did and I will still have an experience and the people around me still will. Um, but it, it's a very convoluted argument given the fact that we don't have any choice anyway. And also because everything you're thinking it's potentially not really actually you thinking. It's just the way things are firing around in your brain, causing thoughts to happen. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Um, and so, and the way I, the way I now like to think about this, mm-hmm. I, if if you will, if you will, uh-huh. if you will indulge me for a second, so there's um, so another another short story by Ted Chiang, which was made into the film Arrival, um, and I think it was called Stories Stories of Your Life. I think was the name of the the short story in the book, and. In that, so this is this is a spoiler, by the uh-huh. way. Oh, you've not have you not you've not seen it, have you? No. So okay, I'm not I'm not going to spoil no, it. Then. Just say it, just say it. Uh, I'll try not to spoil it. But there's there's a part of the story where one of the characters she describes her life 
um, not in terms of like, this is the next step, this is the next action I might take, this is the next decision I'm going to make. But instead, I am kind of just saying the lines of this universal script that has been given to me. I'm just doing the actions that are part of this grand play that mm-hmm. is the universe. And she she may, will fall in love and have a child and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are just the things that will happen uh, in the, the show all, the, all these things are set out for her and all she has to do is experience every moment. And so she knows precisely what she's going to say and what what everyone else around her is going to say. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because she just gets to experience it and, and it's the process of experiencing life that is what actually counts. Mm-hmm. Watch Either watching it as a show, but it's more than that because you still take part in life and... And yeah, I think I think that is quite a perhaps it's a little bit too poetic, but I think that's a nice way of viewing a universe in which we don't actually have any choice in what we do. That's a really beautiful way to think about it. The one thing I just wanted to say before we end is if it is it, would you say that it is conceivable at all that there is a possibility that we do have free will? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. And in which case would you not say that it's better to tell everyone that we do have free will? Because otherwise some people could use the fact that we don't have free will to justify shitty actions when, mm. but but actually we do, but we just don't think we do yet because we don't have something that's proven to us that we do. I, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I think in, I, very rarely do I think knowledge isn't power. And I think the truth is, the truth is nearly always a good thing and more knowledge is is better to have. People who justify poor behaviour by saying, oh, well, we don't have free will because of X, Y, and Z will still face the consequences of their actions. I don't, I don't think that will change. Like, this is what I was saying before. If someone decides to now go on a rampage and, like, rob a shop or, like, mm-hmm. hurt someone, they will face the consequences of doing that. Either people will... People will be upset, which is a, a negative consequence, but they might be imprisoned. They might be um, become like a social pariah. And then their experience of the world will change. So so in that small possibility that there is free will, mm-hmm. people still, regardless, in fact, regardless of whether people do or they don't, they still have to face physical consequences that you might argue are causal in nature or quantum in nature. Uh-huh. And so people should continue to behave as they have done already because broadly speaking that works pretty well for a lot of people to behave as though we do have free will and of course there's plenty of examples where it doesn't and we could, we could get into morality and free will because that's another interesting topic mm-hmm. i mean how should we behave if we if, now that we know that potentially people don't have free will what about all those people in prison if they don't have free will and they and we the only reason we are putting them in prison is for, for retribution as opposed to because they are a physical danger uh-huh. We have to ask ourselves: Is that is that fair? If someone had a brain injury, is that is it, sorry? Is this in the in the uh, universe where you don't have free will? Yeah, precisely. Then we it, we don't need to ask that question because we're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, exa- exactly. But I, 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 yeah, yeah. I think the only way you can question morality is if free will exists. Yeah. So so, but you can still. Hmm. Yeah, I I th- I wonder if you can you can still judge the morality of an action, even if uh, you don't have free will. Maybe, but you can never judge the person because it wasn't their choice to do it. That that is the thing. If uh, so, I, what I was going to say before is, if someone had a brain injury, for example, mm-hmm. or um, maybe, maybe like a, a tumor growing in their brain or something, that can change a person's personality. And mm. seldom, if ever, would we go that person did something 
wrong on their own volition we would go well, there is a reason why that happened mm-hmm. and what we, this whole time we've been talking about the fact there is a causal reason for why stuff happens mm-hmm. and we have to we we are forced we're compelled to apply that in all instances including where someone doesn't have a brain injury or, or something going on mm. but then you know when sorry no, no, <laughs> but you know when when someone has a mental health problem and they do something that is that has a negative impact on someone else you don't deny that it's a bad thing to have done, but you understand the reason that it might have happened is the mental illness, but you still don't excuse the action. Mm. Is that sort of an analogous thing or is that contradicting what you're saying? I can't quite tell. Well, so so it depends what your sort of moral philosophy is, I think. So mm-hmm. broadly speaking, I would say... I, I do, and I think a lot of people would hold a, like a generally consequentialist philosophy where... The stuff that really matters is the actions, the physical things that happen in the world. Uh-huh. So if someone causes a physical physical harm to someone else, if someone reduces the well-being of someone else, creates suffering, or conversely creates um, like flourishing and, and good positive emotions, mm-hmm. that that is an easy way to define moral actions. The, the distinction there is if someone, let's say that you found yourself in some weird scenario where uh, a person... Um, intended to cause a lot of harm but accidentally did a load of good things instead and loads of people became really happy uh-huh. i think you can say well that was still a positive action that was still morally good what happened so however but the person morality is detached from good... intention then i, I think that, i think that's one way to think that's yeah. the way you could define it i think it's, it's one way you could look at things uh, plenty of people would say well no the, the intention of the person was bad therefore it wasn't a morally good action mm. it was fluke but I think when you start to talk about random chance, you you drift like right back into the, like the nature of the universe itself. So so I think to some extent, saying well there are good actions and there are bad actions, and they are independent of the people that cause you. As you said, that is maybe the, the way to think about things. I I I really don't know about no, this. No, we're stuff. all just speculating, yeah. but it's fun to think about. But I think that yeah, it's definitely fun to think about. It's something, something to mull over, something isn't it? Yeah, and that's what I meant to say. We, just go, just go for it now. Yeah, yeah, it's something to think about. <laughs> oh, I just hit the table. Oh my gosh, oh, I can't believe it. Ah, oh, yeah, anyway. Well, thanks for coming on, Richard. Th- no, you know what? Thanks for having me. It's been really fun chatting about this. Um, We kind of got cut off. I think we probably could have gone on a lot longer, but would have strayed mm. into several other topics. If there's anything that we started talking about that you fancy hearing more of, let us know. Um, At the dog, the dog at gmail.com. And uh at there are two comes people in this world or something on instagram i don't know you you all follow us anyway so just just yeah go to the usual places um and let us know and we can do more of these but i hope you enjoyed the episode for now anyways and if you didn't enjoy it then enjoy this one-off bonus and we'll never do it again cool but thanks for coming thanks very much bye everybody bye See